Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Our conversation in this episode uh, is around the topic uh, of judgment. Judgment for many of us, uh, unfortunately, can be a common experience in our marriage. And I think what our hope is for today's episode is to highlight the ways in which uh, judgment shows up and we're not even aware of it. Uh, And sometimes how judgment can actually be a a toxic, I would say toxic force uh, in our marriage uh, because of the ways in which it can impact us relationally. For many of us, when we have a conversation or begin to think about uh, judgment, uh, we might be tempted to say, well, that doesn't apply to me, or I, I, I don't have a problem with judgment, or that's not true in my marriage, or that's, that, you know, we're fine. Uh, and, and I want to hit the pause button just for a moment, because I, I think for many of us, uh, there is a, there's a tendency, maybe, uh, to somehow hide the judgment that we have toward our spouse, uh, as if we don't have judgment. And, and there's, there's two parts to this conversation. One would be, uh, where, where judgment shows up in our marriage and, and how the judgment we have toward our spouse is actually connected to story, connected to our own story. Somehow, again, when we use the word story, we're referring to our own family, our own family of origin, that judgment, uh, was and is part of our own family's history, story, narrative, uh, because the ways in which we carry judgment into our marriage is directly connected often to the ways in which we experience judgment in our own family. I also think that um, we aren't even really aware of our judgment. So maybe if you're listening and you think, well, we don't have that, we don't have that issue, we don't have that problem, um, you know, it just might be something we're not aware of because I, I've noticed as I become more and more aware of it, I see it more prevalent, even in just my own thinking about myself, or I hear it in people's conversation when I'm with a friend and they're, you know, talking about something that happened and the way they responded. And, and there's just kind of a judgment toward mm-hmm. self mm-hmm. that they're not even recognizing. And I'm starting to pick up on it more. And I'm reminding mm-hmm. my friends like, Hey, you know, you're, you know, you're you're having a lot of self judgment right there, which uh, really is counterproductive. It just causes more shame, and then it makes you feel worse. And so, I think we bring these things into our marriage mm-hmm. from our family of origin, from you know when we were younger, and just the ways that we mm-hmm. created our self talk or our script. Right. Um, we bring it in, and we don't realize it, and then you know we begin to play off each other in that, and we don't, we're not even really aware that it's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that's a it's a helpful reminder because uh, for for many of us, uh, which this is true for me, and I think it's true for for you in a way, is that we we grew up in a performance oriented uh, environment, meaning we were noticed, and I, this is true for me that I was noticed uh, for for my for the outcome. I was noticed in achievement. Uh, I was noticed in wearing the right things, looking the right way. It was, it was an external uh, 
reflection uh, of if if on the exterior, if on the outside, things things looked good, uh, then then there was uh, then there was goodness. I would just say then there was uh, affirmation, and and the undercurrent of that is actually judgment. It's that uh, it begins with the the two letter word if if I look a certain way, act a certain way, achieve a certain thing, then there's relationship. Then there's little to no judgment. Uh, that if that if we grow up and ha- and did grow up in a family where the relational dynamic was built upon something, it was built upon outcome, then there at, at a core of that relationship, unfortunately, is the theme and experience of judgment. And so I think for many of us, we, we might not even be aware of that, that there's this undercurrent of what we carry into our marriage. Uh, it, it's, it's highly impacted by the ways in which we grew up in our own family. Well, and judgment can sound like it's meant to be helpful, but it's not. And the way it sounds, it can be something, and some of us, and some of you listening to your parents, and obviously Lisa and I are as well, but it, it, it's very evident in the way we might parent at times that, that it often begins with the word why. Why, did, why are you wearing that? Uh, why are you watching that show? Why didn't you get your homework done? Uh, why didn't your friend call you to come over and play yesterday? It, it has, that, that word why has this element of judgment to it. And I think for, for many of us, that's what we carry into our marriage. And I know this is true for me, unfortunately. And, and I think for many of the people I work with, and I think those of you listening that, that we're not at times even aware of how strong that undercurrent is. It's really subtle. It is subtle. I mean, you know, I can I can hear myself now saying, "Why didn't I know? You know, why didn't I know about that? Why did I miss that meeting? Why did I miss that? Mm. You know, why?" And I'm asking about my own self, and there's a judgment to it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a a judgment quality to why did I mess up? Why mm-hmm. did I miss that? You know, why can't I do it right? Why did I get it wrong again? You know, it, yeah. and I think for that word if we could delete another word in the in in our vocabulary it would be that word why because why often creates a defensive response in our marriage why often comes out as accusation why often comes out as blame but i think at a core it it comes out as judgment here's an example today even this last week lisa had her birthday and there's been i would just say a playful ongoing celebration of your marriage of your birthday (laughs) Right? Wouldn't you say oh, that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I like to celebrate for the month. You know, it's not just a day. <laughs> and and you, Lisa, had a an uh and I don't mean to <laughs> I don't be even know judgmental what you're in this word, me. but I would say another outing uh, with a friend, and she was gone for I'll just say a few hours, and and when she got back, I. I if you were watching me, I, I wasn't very friendly. If, if those of you listening were watching, I, was, I wasn't very friendly. Uh, you, you came to where I was and you said, how's it going? And, and my first question, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not um, proud, proud of, of this question, <laughs> but my first question to you, to Lisa, was why were you gone so long? Now, that, that at a core, 
it, it might not, if we didn't pause and have this conversation, we might think, oh, well, no big deal. But, but I would say that that's often what happens in our marriage is that, that the core of that question is judgment. I'm implying in that moment to you that what you did and how you did it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where some of our tension, difficulty, difference, arguments, conflict uh, are mm, impacted by are by the moments of judgment. It's that how come I believe, how come we believe, how come those of you listening at times believe that we have the freedom even, the privilege to offer judgment toward our spouse as if what they're saying, how they're being, who they are isn't okay. And I think that's, obviously we have some energy about this because I I think for me in this world of uh, couples work and clinical work, it's often unfortunately a core part of disconnection is that there's this undercurrent of judgment that somehow um, how the other is, who the other is, isn't okay. And so I think that's part of why we bring this to you in this conversation is, I I, say, I, I wasn't aware of that until maybe a little bit later when I started to reflect, gosh, what, what am I bothered? I was a little irritated, I was a little bothered. And then I, I think as we had a conversation today about what we were going to talk about in this podcast, I was thinking about that, like, well, how come it's okay for me to hold judgment toward you? How come I believe I have the privilege and freedom at times to hold judgment? And and I think that's what I want to say and continually remind us of. That's part of our story, unfortunately. It's part of my story. That somehow in my own family of origin, it was okay to say why. It was okay to offer judgment. What, what, what are they thinking? Why would somebody do that? Like, why are you wearing a green tie? Uh, like, like there, there are moments in our story that are very pivotal, that are that shape, uh, that are that shape, but also are very vivid and shape the way we engage in our marriage. So, our our ongoing invitation in this moment, but throughout all our episodes, I think, is really how does our story shape the way in which we navigate our marriage? Uh, how does the way in which my own experience with judgment, relationship maybe being a bit on the conditional side, then impact us and impact you? Mm-hmm. What, what would you say happens for you when you're aware of my judgment toward you? Well, I can tell you what I was feeling when you asked me why my, my mind was racing through. Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Did I say I was going to be back at a certain time? And we... We had a little bit of that conversation. Well, I thought you were going to be back. And I said, wait, I don't know if we set a time. And so I'm a little panicky, like, oh, no, I've done something wrong. I know. Um, mm. And, but then I was like, wait, I don't think so, because I don't think we, you know, set out a certain parameter. And so it was a little, um, a little is, disorienting, yeah. a little confusing, yeah. a little like um, trying to go back through and figure out what happened and did I do something wrong? Do I need to apologize? You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, I can say I did the same thing to you yesterday. So you did. Yeah. <laughs> we probably do it every other hour, but, um, after dinner, I made dinner and, oh, yeah. and Steve always is really good about when I cook dinner, he cleans up. It's just and kind of versa. part of the deal. Yeah. It's very rare, but yeah. <laughs> um, but he was doing a project building this little patio for our barbecue. And so after dinner, he went right back out. But I think there was also a little something else, a little frustration going on. But 
I had no problem opening the window going, why aren't you doing the dishes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I did the dishes because I knew you weren't coming in. And then I came out and said, why didn't you do the dishes? Mm. So there was judgment. Mm. There was, hey, what's going on? How come, where, how'd why, you get why off? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And yeah. why'd I have to do it? And we, we would just say that that didn't go well. The next 10 minutes didn't go well. <laughs> uh, I huffed and puffed and walked in and reluctantly acted like, I was, I don't know, finishing cleaning the kitchen. It was already clean, but yeah, like, like I, I don't, I don't really even recall or remember. I mean, I do remember that moment, and this was last night. But, but I think what we're like, what you just playfully said is that, wow, this this is maybe more common than we're aware of. But it often starts with something like why or where or how come. It has this tone. It has this uh, this this way of being with one another, with one another that implies what you did or how you did or what you did or didn't do isn't okay meaning that there's something about you that isn't okay and that that's where we want to be in i think uh, this conversation and ongoing is to be very aware of the ways in which judgment at times could be the undercurrent uh and and i think those two examples are such good examples of what is often uh, underneath judgment sometimes in our marriage is hurt it's that uh you know i i had this unspoken plan for us to do something else today and lisa wasn't home and so i was a little bit bothered i think i was a little frustrated and instead of naming that it, it comes out as you know this why did you do that and where are you and, and why were you gone so long now that's again those are common moments in our marriage it's not meant to say we ought not to be bothered but it's how do we navigate being bothered being frustrated being disappointed without needing to use judgment or accusation as a way to somehow cover over the vulnerability of the hurt that we might feel i wonder if when we use judgment if it's um i don't know just to show that i'm right and you were wrong um kind of the blame mm-hmm. you know where something happened here in this situation. I didn't like it. And so I'm going to say you did something wrong mm-hmm. rather than, you know, like with the dishes example, I think there was something else going on instead of asking, Hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Did I, you know, did I miss something? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think we did have that conversation next, but it's easier just to go, what's your problem? You know, why are you, because I think we want to feel like we're not the one that's wrong. We, we want to feel like we're the one that's right. You know? And so isn't that why anybody judges anybody? That, that maybe you're feeling insecure. Maybe you're feeling hurt, like you said. And so you want to sort of elevate yourself. And so you're going to maybe judge somebody else. Like, oh, can't believe what they're doing. You know, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's the kind of... I think part of it is is wondering what do we gain by holding judgment toward the other, toward our spouse. What 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 what's the potential need? It's a different way of saying something similar, but what's the potential need met for me in holding judgment, uh, whether that's spoken or not, acted upon or not? But but how come we? And I'm maybe use this somewhat inclusively, but how come we? as a as a community uh, even as a culture within marriage how how come we might 
believe we have the freedom to hold judgment, to uh, to offer judgment, to somehow communicate judgment toward our spouse. I rarely, if ever, is that uh, a helpful way to engage? Is it a helpful way to relate to one another? Mm-hmm. A connecting, mm-hmm. it's not really a connecting. Yeah, I mean way, and I think I think we all have a different reason. You know, you you shared growing up that that when you um, did something, you got information, something mm-hmm. that was right or good, and 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 I think similarly. I mean, we were both well, first. And born, if I didn't do the right thing. There yeah. was judgment. Right. I mean, right. it was conditional. Right. Your relationship is built or based upon doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think some of us in marriage, that, that's actually at play mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I think birth order has something to do with that sure. too. I think we're both firstborn. And yeah. so we both have that mentality that we want to do the right thing. And, and I think in my family, it was more about just being right. You know, not necessarily doing it, um, a certain thing, but just being right. And so it was a lot of convincing. Well, I did it because of this, and and well, I had to do it like that because of this. And there was a lot of defending oneself, and which comes across in a judgmental way that mm-hmm. you know you're having to defend and and show why you did it and why you're right, and and you can really you know waste a lot of time in marriage trying to defend. Either why you did it right, or why your why your spouse did it wrong, or or vice versa. So, mm-hmm. it comes up a lot. It does come up a lot, uh, and it it comes up a lot, especially uh, toward ourselves. You know that it, it's one thing to project judgment uh, onto or toward our spouse around what they did or didn't do or should have done or sh- should not have done, but whatever it is. It, it, but it's also, I, I think, with without us at times being aware of it, it's also a, an undercurrent for us how we um, even name speak to ourselves. What we call again those internal scripts that that for many of us judgment is just so it, it it's so common. It's just such common language. Why'd you do it that way? Why'd you say it that way? Whoa, whoa. you know, again, often starts with why. And and I wonder again how for many of us that is also connected to story, mm-hmm. uh, to our relationship with our caregiver, with our attachment figure, with those around us. Uh, again, trying to to look a, a certain way, do the right thing. That that's what the relationship often was based upon. Now that's not true for all of us. And it doesn't mean we came from a terrible family right, right. or our parents were terrible. Right. I mean, it's a very common. Sure, it is from wonderful households and we do it as well with our kids. You know, mm-hmm. it's just something that, that we all do. It's just part of being human, I think. So it's not like, you know, we have to feel like we're not being loyal and we're saying something negative about our families. I think it just kind of happens and it's just part of, yeah, part, part of our it, culture. It is part of our culture, but it's, and it's also part of the shame experience too. You know, judgment is the core, uh, essential feature of shame. Uh, Kurt Thompson in his writing, The Soul of Shame. I mean, that that's his that's that's the foundation of what he writes about, is is the theme of judgment. Uh, and it's often directed towards self. How we cope with that, how we cope with judgment often can be projected. It can also uh, be 
how we speak, name, feel, think about our spouse can sometimes be a reflection of the judgment we hold to ourselves. So that's actually one way, unfortunately, that's one way we cope uh, with the judgment that we have toward ourselves. So I think part of our hope is in this conversation is two things. One is, is to be aware of that, to be intentionally aware of the script. What is it that you and I and we say to ourselves about ourselves? Uh, when we maybe make a mistake or when we don't do what we ought to have done or should have done or, or wanted to do differently, uh, what, what do we notice? What, what do we tend to hear? Uh, and how is that connected to story? And the second thing would be, uh, where, where does judgment at times show up in your own marriage? Uh, where, where and in what ways m- might it be present but unnoticed? Where, where might we be a bit intentional about being mindful of the ways in which we speak, relate, live relationally in a way uh, where judgment is is at at is on is on center stage, and and we're 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 inviting ourselves, but also those of you listening, to be intentional with one another about ways in which you might release some of the judgment you hold toward one another. Uh, to be aware of where where does some of that judgment, that undercurrent of judgment, how is that connected to your story? How is that connected to your own family, to your own relational experiences? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking um, a lot of our conversations are very open ended, you know, and I think maybe it's frustrating. Somebody's saying, "I know, but so what do we do about it?" You know, mm-hmm. and I think we're we're keeping them open open ended on purpose because. I think what we're really trying to to show is that the awareness of these things is what has the most impact. Mm. And so awareness is just something. So we're, I think we're trying to cultivate just ideas and thoughts, like helping ourselves as well. But as, as you're listening, creating awareness and creating it within one another. And then when we're more aware of something, we're just automatically going to do something a little bit differently. We're going to have a different stance. We're going to have a different approach. We're going to have a softened heart maybe um, as we begin to realize, wow, that was kind of judgmental. I mean, I think I saw that with you as you shared that with me. Um, It just helped you to be aware of it for yourself. And then I didn't even have to say anything. You didn't even have to really say anything. It's more just as, as we become more and more aware of some of these things and some of the ways that we're communicating or why we're communicating in those ways um, is what over the long run is going to be creating more connection, more understanding, um, you know, in our marriage relationship. So I think that's just, I just wanted to mention that because I feel like it's something that is pretty common with our conversations and, and that, that awareness really is the key. Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us at the reconnectinstitute.com.